Hello and good day, marvelous podcast family. I hope that wherever you are in the world, that you are healthy, that you are happy, that you are making the most out of these trying times on the planet. I am sending you all of my love, good wishes, and support through the airwaves. I am doing as many podcasts as I can to find empowering perspectives on this situation. If you want to support the show, please leave a review on iTunes. Please share on Facebook, on Instagram, wherever. You can support on Patreon. If you go to patreon.com forward slash Matt Belair, you can join the academy and get access to the absolutely phenomenal Soul Compass course that will teach you how to use your natural GPS system to create a life of of meaning, purpose, and extraordinary living by your own definitions. And you can get that at bit.ly forward slash mindbodyspirit21. And during this time, I'm doing a pay as you want. So just DM me, uh, send me an email anywhere, matt at zenathlete.com. Let me know what you can pay. Happy to put you through that course and get you access to all the amazing exclusive content and training over there. And for those of you guys who are interested in coaching, just hit me up, matt at zenathlete.com. Some people want to use this time to do courses and level up, and I am happy to support you. So I hope that you're doing well. Let's get into this amazing episode, but first, let's come to a state of peace and coherence. Wherever you are in the world, just stop what you're doing. Take in a deep breath in through your nose, filling every cell, every muscle and fiber of your being with peace, joy, empowerment, strength, inner knowing, and ready to take on this amazing episode. Hello and welcome to the Master Mind, Body, and Spirit Show. I'm your host, Matt Belair. Today's guest is a retired doctor with a specialization in bioterrain medicine and holds many complementing degrees and certifications in the field of health. Welcome back to the show, Dr. Bear Paul Lando. Hey, Matt. Good to see you again, my friend. You Always too. A pleasure. Yeah, it's great to have you back on. Um, you know, we did we've we've done a few shows recently, um, and I'll link up your bio and your certifications below, but they're very long. You've been in this field for a very long time. Um, you're incredibly accomplished and humble. Um, but you know, we we did our first interview about the coronavirus, uh, looking for solutions, and that was maybe two weeks ago. And things have changed rapidly. There's a lot of new information coming out. There's a lot of government movement. There's a lot of things behind the scenes. I know we've had some private discussions on what we think is going on and what we see there. Um, and for me personally, I wanted to be uh, wait a while, you know, before I want to see more things happen. And unfortunately, they have. And, you know, David Icke's uh, interview just broke the internet, you know, 5 million. And so people are starting to look into that. Um, there, we were supposed to have uh, Dr. Shiva Ayadore on, and I wanted you on there as well. So hopefully we'll get him on soon. Um, a lot of his shows are, are really going viral right now because people are looking into these things. Because when you say forced vaccination, um, that scares a lot of people. And they say, hold on a second. Like, what do we know about these things? Uh, what, what's the protocol for vaccinations? What is this disease? And you're one of the people that can share what the coronavirus is. Um, you can talk about the immune system. You can talk about health at a very, very high level. And I know that you just put out a video, um, viruses and contagion, a bio, bioterrain perspective, and that's two hours. And I've 
only been able to skim through it because I was preparing for that other podcast today. But I'm sure a lot of that information is incredibly valuable for people because one of the things we've discussed is people being afraid. And you said if they only knew this, you know, some of these things, they would have less fear. So I'm going to kind of stop talking now and allow you to jump in because I know you've seen a lot of things in the works and, and you've been doing a lot of work too to kind of share some empowering knowledge. So just thank you for that. Yeah, you're welcome. It's uh, only been two weeks since we talked last and man, it seems like uh about 10 years of experience has gone by. The world is a different place just in those two weeks. And I think there's really a lot that people need to know. You know, David Icke, for instance, he's a, a kind of a controversial character. Uh, I, I actually have interacted with him um, going all the way back into the mid 90s, you know, when he spoke in some of our events. And he gets into a lot of uh, controversial subject matter. But uh, I did watch that interview on London Real, and all he's doing is uh, repeating what a lot of doctors are now publicly stating, and everything he talks about can be verified. And in fact, if you go to uh, davidike.com, uh, he posts all the materials so that anybody can go and verify everything he talked about. Um, and you know, I was on uh, a interview last night with his son and, and we talked about some of the same things and I'm also working, uh, behind the scenes with some of the doctors that he quoted. And uh, in fact, uh, some of them were originally, um, familiar with some of the work that we've put out there and, uh, you know, and we're sharing some of that as part of their presentation. And, you know, what I have to bring to the table is um, I have, well, 40 years of, of integrative medicine clinical experience, and I have a, a different background. I did do certifications in conventional medicine, uh, but then, you know, quickly uh, changed my education into naturopathy and went to chiropractic college because I wanted a musculoskeletal background as well. But then I trained in old school uh, French and German circles uh, of bioterrain medicine. And bioterrain medicine is what I did all those years. And what we do is we have a different uh, way to do lab assays and, and especially looking at people's blood under the microscope. And I've spent thousands, thousands of hours over 40 years observing what some of these doctors are just now starting to talk about. Now, these aren't things that I learned in my conventional medical training. And medical doctors don't get it either. But if you go back to the beginning of time where you start to, uh, you know, late 1800s, early 1900s, and you study the work of Bouchamp, and, uh, you know, who understood that microbes are not the problem. The terrain is, uh, you know, just like when you go out as an ecologist, you know, you have to put the terrain back in balance, and then everything else takes care of itself. And there's really no such thing as disease or contagions per se, the way we believe. And it's really about, as Bouchamp said, treat the body and not the disease. And that's what we do in bioterrain medicine. And then there is uh, people, uh, Enderline and Gaston Naissons and Royal Rife, and those could be, you know, separate subjects that we could talk a lot about. But if people just, um, you know, do a little research or go to our last podcast where we give a good history and what all those guys did, they all verified in their own ways and just brilliant minds and, and microbiologists that all confirmed in their own way 
that microbes are not the problem. Microbes actually morphologically change in order to bring the environment back into order, uh, including virus. So that's where I come from. And uh, I'm not a researcher type. Again, I'm a blue collar clinician. And uh, over the years, uh, because of what I learned, we developed strategies that would help people um, in situations where other doctors just told them to go get their affairs in order. So we had a very private but international uh, you know, practice, and we had a good measure of success and uh, you know, turning around these things, not because we're treating cancer, treating MS, or treating any disease, but we understood why those things were symptoms uh, responses, pre-programmed biological responses is, is the term we use in order to heal the body, even a growth in the body. Even when you have a strep throat, just because you get a culture of say streptococcus, you know, when you go to the doctor and you say, oh, my throat's sore and they say, oh, we got to give you antibiotics so it doesn't spread to your kidneys and all that. Well, what they weren't trained to understand is that the seeds of those uh, organisms, like Streptococcus, is actually from what um, the German microbiologists identified as these little um, seeds. You know, they have different names for it depending on what school you're talking to. The, the Germans called them protids, and Belgium Gaston nations called them somatids, but they're like little protein uh, elements that could even suspiciously fit the bill for what we theorize as virus. And then if there's a condition in the body where old disease tissue or toxins need to be removed, then these guys are triggered by a lot of mechanisms that we could talk about for a long time that then uh, allow those people inside your body to progress to uh, a particular phase. It could be a bacterial phase, like streptococcus. And the protid variety of, for instance, penicillin notatum, which lives within us all time, is what is the seeds for streptococcus that they say, oh, you got strep throat, you caught it from somebody else. But no, it developed inside as a biological response to heal you and in order to make the respiratory passages, the, you know, the throat and the things that were out of balance there in the first place, come back into a nice ecologically clean state. And there's uh, many, many, uh, you know, it brings a lot of questions to everybody's mind, you know, because we all have so much information that's wrong, especially as doctor types. But when you sequentially understand, uh, get the information to help you understand how things really work, it would explain why there seemingly is epidemics and, and all this sort of thing. Uh, you know, and with a different understanding, you also understand that there aren't microbes out there just waiting to get us. They're actually the good guys. And no different than if you're taking a hike through the woods and you see a dead deer and, you know, you have a lot of uh, fly larvae all over there. You know, you aren't going to say, oh, those darn, uh, you know, flies killed another deer. Uh, you know, it'd be kind of silly. And, you know, when you understand nature, nature has one single process and it's uniform throughout all nature, whether it's inside our body or whether it's in the external ecosystem. And, um, you know, things go through cyclic changes. Uh, insects do it. Uh, microbes do it. People even do it. You know, we, I look different than when I was a toddler. You know, we have different, uh, you know, looks externally and also different functions at the different stages of our development. And microbes are especially no exception to that. 
So um, viruses are the most misunderstood because unfortunately we have, um, let's just say, unscrupulous vested interest behind the scenes that really um, benefit by having us believe that there are uh, invisible terrorists that create problems in our body. And especially now with this CV-19, I, I really appreciate it. It's hard for people to understand. They say, what are you talking about? This virus is killing people. That's, you know, I'm seeing it on TV. The hospitals are, are packed and and, and, you know, then there's all sorts of theories of this is a bioweapon or, or that sort of thing. There are bioweapons, by the way. That's another complicating factor that, you know, we'll kind of push to the side, probably not, en not enough time to talk about it. But um, the viruses are actually endogenous. In other words, they're made inside of our body. And again, I'm repeating what a lot of other doctors are out there publicly stating now. So this isn't a wild idea of my own. Again, the only thing I bring to the table is I actually have ways to witness this with what I've done for 40 years, and we'll talk more about how that's done. So viruses are actually extruded from the inside of cells, and what they do is, um, the, you know, they're, they're dead fragments from cells, and then they trigger biological mechanisms with the cell and use the cell's RNA you know, just like we theorize a virus, a contagion from the outside. And what they do, uh, they do a number of things, but just as an example, they secrete surfactants that will help cleanse the body. So when an environment is contaminated and, uh, you know, like our bodies and, well, let's just think about it. Are our bodies contaminated these days? Well, we, you know, we have fluoride in the water, we're chemtrailed, there's heavy metals and biological material that, you know, I travel in circles where we take atmospheric samples, not only in the air, but in the water. Uh, it, it's ubiquitous. We have uh, contaminants from uh, microwaves, you know, that gets into the whole 5G controversy. But we have to understand is that, uh, you know, 4G isn't that good either. <laughs> either is 3G, 5G is just more penetrating. And I just, I was sharing with you offline there, uh, you know, I just got some information from one of the experts that I rely on to get information about 5G and everything, what he downloaded, you know, I, I knew some things, but he took me to another whole level. I was like, oh my God, you know, this is, uh, you know, horrible. Now, one of my fields of expertise is waveform physics. And um, what we do is we understand the electrical vectors that actually create all of physical reality, including our bodies and in our biotrain medicine, one of the things we measure are those levels of electricity. And um, so if you understand that we are a byproduct of electrical forces, and then these 5G, uh, 4G are um, interfering with those electrical forces, then that is going to create asymmetries and aberrations in the very creative forces that make our biology what it is in the first place. Not a good thing at all. And if you want to get, you know, fancier into it, you realize that, um, you know, these are very uh, dense, pressure, high pressure energy fields. And when they interact with a lower uh, pressure energy field, like uh, a biological cell, then it literally unravels the DNA of the lower pressure um, resonant field. 
And so that's exactly what radiation poisoning is. You know, we, you know, talk about how horrible radiation poisoning is. Well, that's what 5G is. It's no different. It's just a different waveform. And it can also be modified in ways with carrier waves and, and other modifications that can ha alter its effects in a number of ways. However, the, uh, you know, the, the creators of that, uh, the operators, you know, intend with whatever they're trying to do. But going back to viruses, when the viruses become active in our body as a beneficial biological response, then what happens is, um, you know, with that interaction where they start doing things with the cell to help us clean house, um, that uh, DNA that is in the virus and, you know, now incorporated into the virus and the cells themselves, uh, those are receptors. And the way our body really works with those DNA receptors, you know, in, in physics, we call it dual impedance antenna. That's all a, a DNA is. And it's like a little radio antenna that's, you know, built, configured to receive a signal. Now, the human bandwidth makes us human and allows us to tune in in a different way than animals and also gives us a shot at becoming rational, conscious, sentient beings rather than irrational, reactionary animals. And, like I you said, know, give it, give I think, us a shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so the, so the, our, so the five uh, G and everything is is interfering with that and literally unraveling ourselves and also uh, with some of these um, normal DNA that like CB nineteen. Well, if you would have tested for CB nineteen last year, you would have had the same amount of positives, and the year before and the year before. It's nothing new. It's been around, except the only thing that's different is now we're testing for it. And so, oh my God, you have CB19. Also, the test is very flawed because it gives an inordinate amount of false positives. So it's even testing up more than it should. And then if you go to the hospital with a broken leg and die of gangrene and they do a test, um, you know, and they have a positive CB19 uh, from the DNA they're searching for, it's going to come up and then they say, oh, you died of CV-19. But if you take the real data from the you know, CDC and WHO and everything, you know, that's non-sensationalized, you just get the raw data before the talking head starts spinning it, this is no different than any other so-called flu season at all. So they've got us in a tizzy over nothing. But the DNA itself is not the culprit. And again, DNA will be present as a normal part of biology in the, uh, you know, in the universe of things in external and internal biology that triggers mechanisms to heal and bring ecosystems back to balance. So the effects that we do see that, you know, maybe be, might be a little bit alarming in places like Wuhan or um, Italy well, what do we know for sure? We do know that, uh, for instance, in Wuhan, weeks before, they had a mass vaccination program. Now, the only way you can get a DNA into another person's body, you can't, they aren't flying through the air and infecting you or, you know, waiting to jump on you off a doorknob or something. Um, the only way it can penetrate you and get by your natural defenses in your respiratory system or in your gut, you know, it, it, these single proteins wouldn't stand a chance of surviving our natural defenses. There's just no way. But if you got them injected into you, 
Now it can become problematic if, that de if the uh, virus, like a CV19, has been purposely conjugated in a lab, say, like the one they have in Wuhan right there, that uh, you know is associated with Bill Gates financing and everything, but that's just another story. Now, if that's conjugated with cellular matter, so now that uh, virus is actually alive and also maybe been engineered to eh, you know, maybe do some other things, and we know this in my field of some of these things that are in vaccines and, and other ways are introduced in the body through ticks, for instance. Um, you know, when they get in there, they, if they're engineered properly, which is what they do, is they uh, detect the normal immune responses. It would just kick them out of the body immediately. And then they start, you know, again, becoming problematic. So you have all of these issues. It's very complex. And um, we could go on forever again. But, you know, what I would tell people is, look, take care of yourself and uh, understand that the CV19, if you really get the facts and you really have to do some research yourself and listen to a lot of the really brilliant doctors that are saying the same thing I'm saying right now, CV19 is not the thing to be feared. The thing that's to be feared are things that you can mitigate your exposure to. For instance, uh, I'm not telling what people should do medically, but vaccines, uh, you might think twice if they come out with the big uh, CB19 vaccine, which is what they're really trying to unroll. You might want to turn your modems off at night. You might want to turn, you know, uh, spend a little less time on your iPhone, uh, you know, turn it off, take the battery out at night. And, uh, you know, your our friend, uh, David Loneberry even, you know, did his test where he found that those devices, you take the battery out and turn them off and there's still something going on in there. I mean, they're kind of spooky things, but they are interfering with us all the time. So, you know, get in nature, take some breaks for your electronics, uh, reduce your exposure and things that you can. And, you know, Dr. Zach Bush, who's another great guy, he just did um, uh, some good podcasts where he implements all the GMOs and the glycophosphates and things that we've been exposed to for decades that are further tampering with our DNA and, you know, going in the soup of why people are, you know, having more and more problems these days, not because of CV-19 is going to get you off a doorknob, but uh, when a herd has a collective exposure of all these things, and when these contaminants um, rise to certain titers within our individual bodies and in the herds collectively, you will see a mass cleansing response where uh, uh, virus and also virus trigger other pleomorphic changes in those other organisms we're alluding to with the strep throat story where you have bacterial phases, fungal stages that all become recyclers and are all part of the same team but you have a mass response like this. And when those things are triggered, if you know how to manage them, and that's what we do in bioterrain medicine, we make sure that that goes unimpeded and that you have all the resources for those things to do their job. But when they're impeded like they are these days with all the things we're subjected to, people get caught on these biological plateaus and uh, you know the microbes that secrete enzymes and do things that make our you know, make us cough and, and fill our lungs up. And, you know, rather than just getting over it quickly, 
then we stay on these uncomfortable plateaus and they can actually be dangerous. So bioterrain medicine, we make sure that that doesn't happen. We work with the microbes. And if people actually are smart enough to do certain things before they even need a biological response to heal themselves, then they don't even have to have symptoms at all. But it explains why all of a sudden you'll have in the population certain times of year, especially where people all of a sudden get the sniffles and everything. It's not because a microbe is being passed around. It's because we're having, a, you know, a collective response, uh, you know, to what's building up in our systems. Just like when I was a kid, you had polio ep epidemics. That's because there were certain mass poisonings that were creating uh, effects in our nervous system. And then you had internal biological responses that were then meant to heal the central nervous system. Most people got over it. Not everybody did, depending on the strength of your and integrity of your body in the first place. And even now, you'll notice that most people aren't getting sick. And any so-called flu epidemic, which is you know language that's really kind of a misnomer, but we use it. Um, most flu epidemics, not everybody gets the symptoms because not everybody has to clean house in the same way or has the uh, you know, same level of contamination. And the, beyond that, the other thing we get into, there's a whole electromagnetic phenomena that's triggering uh, all that stuff upstream in the first place. Matt, I'm going to come up for ear and uh, I've been talking for a while and you direct me in whatever you want to go and, uh, you know, we can just kind of summarize things or get into other things or ask questions on anything I've been talking about because I'm trying to download a lot of information. And I realize it's difficult for people because you have to unlearn a lot of things just to be receptive to uh, things I'm saying, let alone wrap your mind around it. So please. Yeah, well, first of all, thank you for all that. Um, you're right. It, it's a lot for people to handle because, you know, even speaking with you in private and learning more about your history and some of the things that you've done and some of those experiences, uh, I won't share here, but it's giving you firsthand knowledge of some of the behind the scenes things of um, the medical industry, of uh, banking, of, of forces out there that may not be for good. And uh, it's some people are, are really you know, into this that we could say like, you know, I don't like using the word conspiracy theorist, let's just say researcher. Uh, but sometimes in those, um, in that research, you go too far off the deep end and it, it maybe it's a little bit too much. And then the other side, it's like, you know, the government, uh, you know, I'm going to listen to them hundred percent. I'm not going to question any, everything. I'm terrified because this virus is going to get me I'm not going to do any in independent research. Um, but your level of knowledge is so deep on so many levels um, you know, and you shared a lot there that I kind of want to touch on because I've kind of been forced into um, just continuing to research and continuing to research and hope for the best and hope for the best. But when I see um, our civil liberties be taken away, you know, when, when I hear about forced vaccinations, um, you know, then I'm like, oh, sh shoot, this is 1984. When I was 22 years old, I was like, oh my goodness, all this stuff's going to happen. And I was like, no, I'm just going to not pay attention to that and focus on the solutions. Well, we're kind of living in the scenario that frightened me that I read about through different areas and, and watched things move and, um, you know, see kind of, now I'm seeing it happen in real life. And so some of the things I want to bring up are um, when, you know, Dr. Shiva was on and I watched, uh, I'm kind of rambling. I watched the 
emergency hearing of the International Tribunal of Natural Justice. So it had Robert David Steele, Sasha Stone. Um, it had uh, Sir Sir John Walsh of Brenna. He's uh, you know in Australia and saying basically they're already at this forced vaccination part. One of the things that I've heard, and I don't know if it's true, but Bill Gates kind of implementing this certificate where if you, you know, once you get the vaccination, there you get this uh, certificate says that you're vaccinated. And if we do that, that's really moving into um, kind of like a fascist medical system and also so many other things that are not positive. And if you look at the big pharmaceutical companies, what they don't want, and, and I liked what Dr. Shiva was saying, and he was saying like, you know, the real problem is immune health. You look at all the kids and the people in North America and uh, they're having sugar diets and, and all these candies and things like that. They're not eating properly. So, you know, their immune systems aren't solid. So yeah, they're susceptible, but rather than correcting the problem, we're going to look for the big pharma for the solution um, who also has so much money, wealth, and power that they're um, into the media and all these different things. So they can kind of manipulate the narrative. And then you've got things like the financial markets, which could, um, you know, are obviously being influenced by this. But what I do know from researching this stuff for a long time is that there are vested interests in different things. And that sometimes when we are looking at something, um, it's kind of like the magician trick, you know, look at this thing, uh, look at my right hand so I can pull the rug out with the left hand. And a lot of the research I've done in psychology, you know, the, the work of, uh, you know, Edward Bernays, Century of Self is a really great documentary. I remember a study that I read and it was basically testing how they could uh, manipulate the, the poll of uh, Americans. And so what they did was they had these writers go to um, Russia, write about what was going on in Russia. And, and uh, this was near the time of the Cold War. They came back and, and wrote this article about Russia and all this stuff. You know, they swayed the opinion to go to war uh, vastly, but those people actually never even went to Russia. They just were in apartments. They wrote it, they wrote it, they distributed it through the media. And then, um, then everybody believes it. And so what we're having in this world right now is this kind of belief in our system and what I've kind of seen through my research is that, um, you know, I don't really trust in our governmental system. I don't really trust in even our medical system because it, it, there seems to be profit from big pharma and other things um, that are not solid. I even just interviewed a doctor, a proper doctor yesterday who was diagnosed with cancer. He goes to the first treatment um, and the guy immediately recommends aggressive, over-the-top chemotherapy right away because he has a vested interest in the chemotherapy, not in his health. And there's a massive problem with that. And so I guess what I wanted to ask is, you know, what do you, with the overview, again, with the virus too, you know, it seems like if if you're the one to say oh you know maybe it's not a big as big a deal as they're making it out to be you're kind of like vilified you know what i mean but from your from your view of being a doctor looking at what's going on like do you think that the and i've i've heard a lot of different things about them skewing the numbers all this kind of different stuff what's your high level overview of how afraid of this virus do you think we need to be um, and what are you seeing behind the scenes that you think are actually taking place? And now they're becoming more evident. Like you said, other doctors are coming out and saying, Hey, what you're sharing in the, in the narrative is not exactly what's happening. There are other things um, at play here. And what I'm noticing, what, what is not debatable is our civil liberties are being taken away. And a lot of people are, are wanting, you know, 
the big government to come in and help and save us. Um, and that's, you know, for me, it's not, a, that's not a great thing. That's a, that's a very dangerous thing. And that's why America, I don't know what Canada is, but the second amendment is a gun, you know, but I've, I've heard, and I don't know if it's true, but, you know, looking at legislation that says we can come into your home uh, with armed officers and force um, this injection on you. And, oh yeah, that's the last thing I wanted to say was that the vaccine is saying like, it's, it's a one size fits all medicine. It's not individual it's saying whatever we're going to put in you is going to fix all people, all ways of life, all, you know, different. That doesn't make any sense. So I guess maybe sharing a little bit on, on vaccines and, and what we would do to actually heal this. So that was a ton there. So pick, <laughs> pick, pick away whatever you want. <laughs> Okay. Um, well, to answer your one biggest question, I think, is how much should we worry about the CV-19? I would say zero. There's no concern. But we should be very concerned about the agenda behind CV-19. Because 20 years ago, and I know I shared this with you, Matt, I was aware through our circles, and these are people that work in intelligence and, and other people that we interacted with. 20 years ago, we were told in this year, 2020, there would be a biological event in order to reset the economy, because Federal Reserve, that now is buying everything in the world, uh, had a shelf life purposely. And at this time, exactly, it would need to go to the next level, which is cashless and you know tighter controls it would bring in forced vaccinations which is the way you really manipulate the herds and it would also um cold the herds and i know that that gets into some real radical ideas for some people and it would consolidate governance in the fewer hands so that we would no longer have nation states but just central government for the whole globe that's in fact what cv19 is about and for instance, Venezuela was a beta test to see when they introduced certain uh, financial chaos into that system, they wanted to know on a smaller scale uh, how the herds would react and also so that they could learn how to uh, deal with the dissidents and also uh, learn how to gain, gain, uh, gain better control you know, when this thing went global and, you know, this is the second stage of that. They're, they're going live with everything right now. Um, so there's really nothing to be afraid of with the CV-19. Now, of course, the victors, as they say, always write history. And that's part of why we're so misinformed about what's really happening. If you went into an understanding of, for instance, the Spanish flu, you would have a whole different understanding of what was going on back then. I've been a great student of Rudolf Steiner, you know, most of my life. And back in 1918, he um, went public with his understanding. If anybody knows Rudolf Steiner is way ahead of his time and, and had ways of backing up what he said and everything he said then has all come true. But he understood that for the first time, there's a, the beginning of an electrical grid on the planet. And when uh, it's dirty electricity, we should have had, you know, electricity, the type that's naturally abundant in the atmosphere that Tesla was bringing in with an antenna 
and uh, you know, would have powered up everything we need with no shortage and no effect on our biology. But they needed a grid that they could control. Rudolf Steiner back then said, "This is, you know, this is the beginning of the end for humanity." And when the herds, and I use herds because that's the way we're treated. Um, are subjected to a phenomena that is contrary to our welfare, then what happens is you'll have issues what could also be construed as a pandemic if you don't know what's really going on because then you have a mass reaction where these internal biological responses that we're alluding to then go to work and help us deal with it. And then we make a herd adaptation and we come out of it and the survivors go on for a time being, however, uh, at a less vital state, even though it seems like it's back to business as usual. If you look historically at all the different, you know, I mentioned one, polio, for instance, but look at all the so-called pandemics that have happened since the um, uh, you know, uh, flu epidemic, Spanish flu epidemic, they coincide perfectly with these introductions into the environment of these things that are biologically, you know, bad for us. So there's a whole different understanding that you have to understand. You can even get into history like, well, what about when they spread smallpox with blankets? Well, another whole story again, and we're not excusing the behavior of you know, uh, genocide and, and things that were atrocities that were done to other people, but it, smallpox was not spread in that way. And when you understand some of the biological principles we're just planting seeds for here today, you'd understand how those kinds of mass reactions like smallpox, smallpox, smallpox spread and, you know, then create problems. Now, when you go into what's happening now and you look at Dr. Fossey, I Fossey, is that how you pronounce his name? Who's the, the Dr. Fauci? The, Fauci, thank you. Yeah. The coronavirus czar, you know, in the States here. Um, he has a very dubious background, uh, connections with Bill Gates, and he was also connected in the whole HIV scam. And I say scam because HIV virus, and if you talk to leading virologists like Stefan Lanka from you know Germany and everything, and he pretty much substantiated there's no way this virus is causing AIDS. But if you understand the bioengineering in the labs where they use viruses to uh, conjugate with cells to have certain effects, like say shut down your immune system or to create tumors that are not the normal tumors that actually grow in your body and then go full circle and, and go away and provide a biological function and you don't even know it's happening in the first place. Well, when they're introduced in a way, not part of your natural process and they can grow unabated and, and create a lot of problems and never go away and eventually kill you. So um, for instance, HIV, they needed a boogeyman in order to blame, you know, the real cause of these conditions that people were uh, starting to suffer from, which is shutting down your immune system. They tested it first by giving smallpox vaccines to certain villages in West Africa. It worked great. You know, a lot of people died. 
and then they moved uh, quickly to New York in the gay populations, uh, then followed by the same populations in San Francisco, and said, you guys with your lifestyle are at risk for hep B. So they rolled out the vaccines and put the cause of agents for AIDS in those vaccines. And then sure enough, you have an epidemic of AIDS. Has nothing to do with HIV. Uh, HIV can be raised in people's bodies for all sorts of reasons. And remember, viruses have never been seen, you know, and we're looking at all these great photographs of, uh, of coronavirus. Now, those are CGI mock-ups. Those are not real. And then the pictures that they say are um, imagery under electron light microscopy of these viruses. Well, no, they aren't, you know, through optics and, and the way they bounce beams off of things that paints a very vague kind of picture. And then they theorize, oh, that must be the virus. And, and you know, we can detect, detect certain DNA. But as we already mentioned, you know, the CV19 DNA has been around for a long time and would have been tested positive in populations forever. So um, these things that they say are viruses are theoretical. Then you go get a test and, you know, now they say, oh, HIV is the causative agent or hep C is or CV19, take your pick, they're all a hoax. Then uh, what are they testing? They're testing antibodies for that DNA. So what you're getting not, is, a test, is not a test for a virus, it's an indirect test for DNA that's been theorized to be associated with the mythical creature we call a virus that is then theorized to cause a problem in the body. And if you know enough, you understand how all these conditions happen, excuse me, happen, everything from CV19 to hep C, AIDS, and, and everything else. They're alternative stories. And when you talk to learned virologists that have proved these things out, and of course, they're always suppressed and called quacks and and, and all sorts of things. And, you know, the talking heads never report that information. Then that's why people right now are um, social distancing right off a cliff and they don't even know it. So uh, viruses, again, are produced in the inside of your cells as part of a normal mechanism that plays in with complex biological processes uh, one of the things that uh, you know I've trained in over the years is something called New German Medicine that takes this understanding to another whole level beyond Bouchamp and Enderlein and Reif and all those people who understood the pleomorphic cyclic progression of microbes as they you know did all these jobs in our body to to clean our environment and restore health. So um, now I'm kind of tying a lot of things together and rambling. So uh, where do you want to go with this here? Well, all of that was amazing. And, uh, you know, I listened to uh, one of Dr. Shiva Adore's podcast to prepare because he was supposed to be on right now and it would have been great. I was right into um, having you uh, come on because I wanted you to help because I feel like you know a lot more than I do about this. And so my hope is to bring out solid information that's true and that's backed up by science. And so we can understand it. And one of the examples that he used about Fauci was the AIDS crisis and saying that he actually perpetuated that and he used that exact same example that you did. And so you, basically what you're saying is that the um, HIV does not cause AIDS. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. 100% huh. true. 
Not even a, not conjecture. Now, go ahead. Yeah. And so, yeah. And so that understanding, okay. So he would take that idea, but say it does to implement something else behind the scenes, because even if you go back to the time of uh, Socrates and and Aristotle and all those guys, they knew how the populations were controlled. And if you study any of this stuff, it's like, you need some sort of enemy. Now we have a, an invisible enemy. And, you know, I hate that some of these books are right. And I knew that they were right, but it just boiled my blood so bad that people will come running for the government to save them rather than to stand in their own power to just question things because when has the government been in a position that we should trust them you know what i mean when when have they been in a position where um you know we're like oh this really makes sense like you know taxation it makes perfect sense our, our health care it makes perfect sense these leaders they make perfect sense none of them it's it hasn't made sense something is going on and so um, one of the things that um, he said in that interview was that, you know, a lot of these doctors don't want to come out because if they, they speak against the establishment, you know, in Harvard or wherever the case is, all of their funding is now going to be cut and gone. And so rather than having um, the scientific method, you have, uh, I can't remember how he phrased it, but the scientific like boys club or whatever the case is, it's like, that's where all the money is. And that's where it gets dangerous because these are hundreds of millions of dollars or trillions of dollars. If there's a mass vaccination rolled out, that would be an unworldly, ungodly amount of money that's sustained regardless of what would happen. And, you know, as your civil right as a human being, and we talk about human rights, if I want to go outside, that's my right to go outside. If you're going to tell me now the air is poisonous and I'm like, you know what, if I'm a dummy and I want to check it out anyway, I'm going to go check it out. Um, you know what I mean? I don't need a guy who has been paid by another person that has a gun and a stick to keep me inside. Probably something else is going on. But if we had the world's you know, leading scientists all coming together, working together, saying, hey, guys, you know, just so you know, this is exactly what's happening with the virus. You need to stay inside because you know, this is what's going on. It would have a different feel to it. Um, you know, even one of the, I think I got it from you, uh, Dr. Is it Wolfgang or something out of uh, Germany? release something one of the top All right right yeah. yeah you sent me that link he okay said the yeah. same thing yeah yeah so one of the top one of the top german doctors was saying the same thing and he's already doing an inquiry on what's going on behind the scenes because he knows from his research in medicine that this isn't what they're saying it is that other things are being rolled out and so even if it is as dangerous as they say let's just say that um at what point do the civil liberties of you and i get taken away and that's okay but when we're kind of adding things up and looking at all of the puzzle pieces coming down and you look at, um, you know, David Icke is, yeah, he's out there on some stuff, but all of his, you know, what he shared on London Real, he, he like you said, you can fact check that and you should do your research. You should, don't believe me, don't believe Bear, do your own research. Start to roll it in, around in your own head. Um, figure it out, dive deep, you know, get opposing views, right? Discuss it. Um, but actually do your own research is such an important um, concept. So I forget where I was going in that end of their, oh yeah, the International Tribunal for Natural Justice. So that's something that, you know, they've released uh, a video and a lot of the stuff that you're saying here, that there's stuff going on behind the scenes, that the coronavirus is being used to do other things. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you could say some of those deaths maybe are from the flu. We have more flu deaths. Some of them you could say, like, I was going to ask you actually, one of the questions I wanted to ask um, is what would you say to people that say, Hey, bear, there's people, we've got 50,000 deaths now. You know, what do you say to that? And also 
What do you say to, you know, how were you privy to that information about the 2020 rollout? I know that you shared something in private to me, and I don't know if you want to share that in general or something along those lines, but you ended up through whatever uh, life takes you working for a bank that became a huge bank. And then you got to see how some of these work, how big pharma, how there's, there's these interests that have so much power and money. You know, when you play at a certain level, you witnessed what was able to happen. And uh, one, another example that's a public one is um, Confessions of an Economic Hitman. And he just talked about how he would go into a country that they would want to take their resources. They would give them a loan that they can't pay back. Um, you know, they'd crush them financially. If the, if the president or prime minister, um, you know, couldn't be bribed, that was the first thing to do. They bribe them. If they couldn't be bribed, they tried to assassinate them. Um, if the assassination didn't work, then they would throw in this special team. If that didn't work, there's a, a super special team maybe. And then after that, um, they would throw in the military. And he kind of went through step by step what they did in, in Iraq. And so, um, you know, there's things like that out there. And you kind of experienced a little bit of that uh, firsthand. So the the two, you can add on to everything that I just said, but also tell people a little bit about what would you say to the people that they say dying? What about all those numbers? They're saying, Matt, how I could post on Facebook and just get hated on, you know? How dare you say this isn't serious? Like I had somebody, uh, one of my friends say social distance or um, th there's a hashtag now. It's like social distance or tell on people who don't social distance, which is essentially 1984 George Orwell right here, right now. Um, not good. And so- I just wanted to kind of put those two questions because I know that you, you have very um, credible background in this and a very clear sight on it. And first, first, first person experience. Yeah. So let's start with the last first. Um, <laughs> let's just, and I agree with you, Matt, everybody do your own research. Don't believe me. So let's just pretend what if it's true that this CV 19 test would be positive in years past. And all it is is detecting certain types of DNA in your blood. And let's just say that a, a good amount of the population would test positive, which they would, not just this year, but in years past. Now, what if everybody that goes into the hospital for any reason at all and dies, you know, people do die. Now, because they have a positive CV-19 test, they're all lumped in, that's the cause. Why don't we start, and there are people that are doing this already, by the way, but why don't we start separating these uh, groups of people into, okay, what did they really die of? What pre-existing conditions did they have? Why'd they go to the hospital? Uh, the fact that people are going to the hospital with the sniffles now because they're freaked out and, oh, my God, do I have it? Um, you know, all the causes of death every single day. And, you know, I like to tell people, well, one good thing about CV-19 and it's curing all disease. Because if you look at the statistics now for other things that people typically die of every day, nobody's dying of those things anymore. Those maladies are all disappeared. Everybody's dying from just CV-19. So CV-19 must be curing people at the same time. But why aren't we concerned about, for instance, pharmaceutical drugs taken as prescribed and iatrogenic uh, doctor, uh, you know, uh, produced uh, ailments that cause death are one of the single biggest uh, causes of death every single year. 
Why aren't we up in arms about that? So the statistics, and you know, when I was in grad school, we called it sadistics. And the first thing my teacher told me was that, hey, you can make statistics say anything you want. And that's in fact what they're doing right now. So I just hope people understand, just connect the dots. Okay, it's prevalent in the, in the, in the um, populations and everything is getting blamed on that because people are testing positive, even though they're dying from all sorts of things, getting sick from all sorts of things. And there's a lot of great investigative journalists right now that are going to these places where the hospitals are packed and there's not enough staff and it's chaos and there's nobody there. Or there'll be a big media event and you know they have people out there that look suspiciously like, um, I mean, there's great videos that are all exposing this, that, you know, they're actually having dummies, literal dummies on gurneys. They have crisis actors and, you know, all this uh, staged events and things. And then they go back the next day and it's a ghost town. And so there's a lot more going on in MCI. Now, in some places, are people getting sick and are they dying? Yeah, but go back to our earlier conversation. There's a lot of causes for that. And just like with AIDS, to complete that story, um, you know, how they introduced it with vaccines and in select populations. And now they have a test and you go in, oh my God, you have it. Now you don't need to have a vaccine to cause the real symptoms of uh, immune system shutdown. You get the cure. You get an AIDS cocktail. And now that does very similar things to shut down your immune system. I personally treated a lot of people, a lot of people over a good couple decades that were all diagnosed uh, with HIV and they were all at the end of the ropes and not doing very well at all. We went in, we did our bioterrain medicine and uh, you know, never uh, talked people into stopping drugs, but after a little education, they said, yeah, I better get off that crap. And when we rebuilt their bodies and when they had enough to break off the medication, almost 100% of them got better. That's one of the reasons why somebody like me has a little bit of a different belief system. The other thing is, is you know, when I'm telling you how um, microbes go through cyclic changes and uh, a, a, a protein element, then all of a sudden, uh, you know, elongates with another protein and we have different names, colloid, chondra, you know, and all the different stages. I've got books with photographs. I can show you photographs out of my own files of, you know, blood slides that I take with all the clients I used to see. So when you see this under the microscope thousands of times for decades, where you see these progress, just like watching a butterfly come out of a cocoon then you realize oh it really doesn't it does work that way and that's totally contrary to what i learned in medical school and then there's a lot of other things i could share on you know based on that understanding we had strategies that were based on those findings in you know that would allow us how to orchestrate a bioterrain protocol that would bring the ecosystem back into balance so that those cyclic changes would go back and the populations would return to normal and the tissues would, would, would return to normal and people would regain their health most of the time. So that's more of a functional approach as far as 
understanding what the solution is first and then developing the strategies because you know the solution tells you what's going on in the first place. In medicine, we're taught to look at the after effects minutia and try to retro engineer from you know, the forest through the trees uh, without even understanding that there's a possible upstream reason in the first place. And again, that gets even uh, you know, more advanced when you get into waveform physics and you start manipulating on that level another whole topic which is where i'd like to go because if people understood that they would understand the power of their own consciousness and how it does in fact put all these things into motion in the first place and it's the very factors that make us vulnerable to uh, real contagions that are actually electromagnetic and not biological and uh, if we were, had our heads on straight as far as how that works, we would come to the conclusion that, wow, we are powerful spiritual beings after all. And if you uh, pretend, you, you know, you come from outer space, land on this planet, uh, you know, you have billions of powerful spiritual beings, and we're walking around taking orders because a small group of sociopaths put words on a piece of paper and then they said, well, we're going to have our own army to enforce those words on a piece of paper that we say you have to obey. And, and we're all following orders. It's, it's so ludicrous. You know, there, there has to be some form of governance, but not a governor, government that is telling us what to do. And take apart the word government. You know, if you know a little bit of Latin, think about it govern okay control meant mind government literally means mind control we could get into a whole podcast just about words we speak dog latin the old royal society who you know started morphing english into a bastardized version for greater control they laugh at us they called it dog Latin. It was a language for the commoners. So we would be utter sonic frequencies into the atmosphere, thinking that we're meaning something. And in fact, we're putting forces in motion that are creating the reality that we don't want and creating all of our problems in the first place. There's another whole level to this, Matt, that people uh, talk about stretching your imagination, but that's where we need to go in a big time in a, in a hurry, because that's how we're getting controlled. So, uh, I mean, it's just, we're at the brink right now where we have to wake up real quick and there is an exponential wake up right now. And we have to understand that it's quickly reaching critical mass. And even though you see people social distancing and doing all this nonsense and believing in invisible terrorists, and even if there's more of them than people that are waking up, the truth is much more powerful and it takes a fraction of the population to reach that critical mass where the rest of the folks, God bless them, they're going to wake up as if from a dream and all of a sudden understand the truth without even knowing how they got there. So that's the place the planet is going to right now. And I'd say to people that are truth seekers and really already understand a lot of the things I'm talking about, don't give up hope because we're closer than you think. And in bioterrain medicine, 
when you get somebody who's been diagnosed terminal and they're, you know, they're in a sorry state and you start putting things right, well, all these mechanisms go into play, including microbial mechanisms that create the symptoms that you could swear that they're getting worse. Uh, just like when you have the flu or, or whatever, you know, you think, oh man, I'm sick. No, those are responses purposely triggered so that the body can upchuck and make itself right. And that's what's happening to our world right now. We've been manipulated by a handful of sociopaths and all of these ills that we have been led you know, to believe are true are coming to the surface. We're having a collective upchuck. That's why everything is so crazy right now, but it's a risky time at the same time. And I'll just mention because you brought it up um, and I'll be vague about it, but because of the work I did, uh, I had an interesting practice. It was very international and it um, drew in a lot of referrals from doctors all over the place that were familiar with what we were doing and uh, you know some of the results we were able to get. And so the people that are behind creating these medical systems that are not designed to maintain health in the first place, the old families that are benefiting. And remember the old families, they don't care about money. They, they own the printing press. They don't need money, but they do control the middlemen who are driven by greed and power. You know, your politicians, your CEOs. Now, those people don't go to the hospitals and regular doctors. They wouldn't get caught dead there. If they had a problem, they went to somebody else trained in like advanced bioterrain medicine. And with some of those people, uh, you know, I treated like families of first man on the moon, CEOs of major Detroit car, you know, manufacturers, um, uh, some recognizable family names, uh, you know, we go on and on, not because I was anything special, but because of what we're doing, you get those kind of people that come in. They have, you know, issues when they come in, they're just people too. Uh, we help them out. You actually become close friends. You end up doing barbecues with them and, uh, you know, getting kind of close and, you know, behind the scenes, they're cordial and, you know, I can be friends with anybody and we'd have very candid talks and they would relate a lot of these things that uh, people like David Icke get out and, and tell you some of these things, and oh, conspiracy theorists, you know, but they openly admit these things behind the scenes. So, you know, that's, uh, you know, one level of my experience, but I already knew the truth in other ways just from the work I was doing in the first place. And, and the only reason why I got brought into some banking uh, operations is because one of those people who was uh, high up in the G7 banking industry at that point, um, you know, started out in the same way. We became friends and then he had me overseeing some humanitarian uh, kind of foundations that were, you know, I don't know beans about banking, you know, so that, you know, they didn't bring me in for that reason. And, you know, so I got to see they, they some of their clients, they, they had uh, uh, financial products that, you know, prime ministers and people, you know, were in on it. And, you know, there is kind of an interesting thing being a fly on the wall and so you, you really see behind the scenes how the world works. And remember, conspiracy theory, you know, we're all, I find myself doing it. You know, I talk about these things in, in regular groups and, and, you know, and I say, now I'm not one of those conspiracy theorists. Well, where'd that term come from? It's a CIA 
fabrication, you know, back after JFK, when a lot of people are saying, wait, that's BS. There's no way Oswald killed that guy. They needed to kind of nip it in the bud. So what they do is they create a pejorative and link it to anybody who has an alternative, even more logical explanation. And so now when you go out and say something, oh, you're one of those. People don't hear the information. If uh, I tell you things that we're talking about today, I'm a virus denier, mm. you know? People don't look at the information. So that's where we're at right now. We're getting played. It's going to have a happy ending. There's going to be some carnage in between. It's not going to be from CV-19. Holy smokes. That was amazing. I, I appreciate you sharing all that. And, and as you did, I just had all these other examples of, of doing the research um, to kind of corroborate what you're saying you know when i listened to the broadcast from the international tribunal of natural justice today uh sir john walsh of brana was talking about what a name he has you know anyway but um he he is in australia and he went to one of his reporter friends and said can you find me a case where somebody had died of the coronavirus without having any other complications um and the he went to the hospitals and wasn't able to find one in australia and new zealand now again i can't confirm that's true that's just what he said but that guy's a very reputable person trying to find that information out and so we just need to kind of put context on these things and question these things and, and really like you said you know bring the microscope in and and really look at it um you know Dr. Shiva was talking about putting the, the cabal in, in the deep state, you know, and like putting it under a microscope. And I can't remember all of his example, but one of it was like in Massachusetts, he's, he's running for, uh, I think, uh, Republic governor or something like that, running for Senate. And he said, it's the lawyers um, and the judges that are kind of like keeping all that together, mixed with big money and big pharma and things like that with these, you know, these initiatives that they, that they have that are really, really massive. And so um, this stuff for sure is very, it seems like it would be planned out because just working on human trafficking, when I figured out how many uh, people we lose to human trafficking on the planet per year and looking at some of those stats, I was like, this can't be true. And I was just, I do the research and I get the documents um, from some of the team and be like, oh my God, like that is awful. That has to be systematized. You know, when we have 9.1 million people dying of um, hunger related illness, that has to be on purpose when there's enough wealth 10 times, a million times over to just give them rice and water and education. So why would we want to suppress uh, whole countries, whole groups of people? And so they're definitely, you know, for me, the details I, I've never been sure about. I, when I was younger, my, my main thing was I, I wonder what I'm capable of. I wonder what humans are capable of. This is very fascinating, you know, doing martial arts. Then I get a little bit older. My dad's watching the news. I was like, this guy's full of crap. That guy's full of crap. And I'm looking at my crappy TV here, seeing people starve to death and sitting at home. I was like, huh. Like from what I understand of the world, it seems like everybody should just like stop doing this crap and, and, help these people get some rice like yo everybody stop what you're doing these people just need some rice and water we could let's sort that out for a hot minute and then obviously going down you know the research of like what is actually going on here you know how do we still have war how do we still have starvation 
how are these things possible? And in doing that research, it, it just, for me, I, I'm not sure uh, how you would blanket it or do the overview. It just seems to be either like old kings and queens or, or groups with vested interests with a, a ton of power and their, their intentions, unfortunately, are not good. Um, you know, and that's kind of what we're experiencing. And so we can kind of, when we see these things unfold and you've done a little bit of research, you can say, you know what, like this part is not adding up, you know, the numbers that I'm seeing for the coronavirus and all that kind of stuff. And, and looking at some of the information that other doctors are putting out, um, you know, like, you know, laws like weights and balances, right? Like if somebody, if a nine-year-old steals a candy bar, you don't throw them in jail forever and ever and ever, you know, and give them the death sentence. There's, there's, there's a balance to what's happening. So what we know of this balance and we're looking at the measures that are being put in place and talking about doesn't really seem to balance up, you know, so far. I'm like, what do we actually know? And I was like, okay, 50,000 in the world. I was like, yeah, that's a lot, but people die of different things. And you can then add, like you said, those statistics, you can add a lot of people like, we need to know what that research is. Do you know that the coronavirus was here last year, that that certain amount of people are going to test positive for that? What's actually happening here? And it needs to be questioned and it needs to be uh, questioned by very intelligent people in a, in a way of an open format and a discussion and not rush to force vaccinations for all people. That seems like something that's very interesting. And when you look at some of these agenda items, taking away money, saying now money is not, not good. Um, so now if you get controlled by forced vaccinations, you have to go get your license and you have a stamp, whether you're vaccinated or not, you know, I'm going to choose the body, my own power of my body. You know, and this is natural medicine. This is a natural way of being. And and you were also talking about, you know, the uh, the HIV and, and how, you know, I'm just curious because they'll say this thing means that, which it doesn't. In med you know, they're connecting two things that doesn't mean the same thing, using it as a fear tactic. And then you could actually treat it in a whole different way where the medicine system or the, you know, the medical system isn't really about that. It's more for putting them on these, these medicines and these things. And you're saying that it actually was making them worse, taking all this stuff on a monthly basis, it's actually making them worse. And it wouldn't put them on a road to recovery, which is unbelievable. You know, but some of the things that I've seen out there, it just is like, it's just another one of a, of a horrible example that I heard, like I said, just yesterday, a medical doctor who is actually a doctor, the guy just tries to force massive chemo on him as the first form of treatment, um, you know, and so he was lucky to seek two other um, um, opinions and went another route, but that's crazy. So I'm kind of rambling here too, but I just kind of wanted to share that the research that I've seen from very, you know, various people, various doctors is saying, hey, there's something going on behind the scenes. Um, we should all be very aware. We should be paying attention. Um, you're a medical doctor, you know, empower your own immune system. And there's ways to do that without vaccinations, you know, good diet, um, you know, other alternatives that are available that have been proven to work. And, and some of these things are coming out. And so I think that I'll just kind of ask or, or get you to kind of give you some closing thoughts on when you say it's going to be positive, it's going to be okay. Why do you think it's going to be okay? And what do you, you know, if you want to add anything onto the rant that I just said, please, please go for it. But uh, why do you feel like this can be a transitionary period to get to a better world and a better society? Why are you hopeful? Well, I'd have to default to things that I 
know through other channels, uh, things that you don't learn in books and especially not medical school. And, uh, you know, there's been information and uh, channels of study on this planet for centuries that are uh, helping humanity get to that next level of understanding. And, um, you know, again, when you go into the old Theosophical Society, you know, I uh, uh, studied anthroposophical medicine and uh, other, um, uh, let's just say, groups that have been keeping knowledge alive forever. Uh, you, as in the martial arts, you know, I spent almost my whole life doing the internal martial arts, putting some of these things that I learned in some ways to practice. And it, you don't have to be special or gifted, but if you just put these things to practice and cultivate uh, the awareness of how to manipulate the energy in your own body, uh, you see things happen that most people would not believe possible. Uh, you not only become healthier in your body, but your abilities to manifest what you want in your life uh, happen like just predictable. Um, you know, and, and you get to the point where there's no question. And through these uh, similar channels, uh, and, and then I would go, you know, more into the waveform physics that I love uh, to study. People like Walter Russell, you know, you understand that there's not just an individual expansion of consciousness, but planetarily, our entire solar system, uh, you know, and you get into more of the physics, but when you make so many revolutions around the bend and there's, uh, you know, you're literally jumping octaves and, and we could get into a fun discussion with that. But every time you get to that next level, your awareness expands and then you literally outgrow uh, some of these antiquated modes of behavior that we see people acting out right now. So the, the most sinister thing about vaccines, genetic modification of our foods and things is it, again, is interjecting animal and insect DNA into us. And remember, it's every strand of DNA, it's two strands, and it acts as a dual impedance antenna, and they're all calibrated to bring in informational fields. By the way, microbes, one of the great things we didn't talk about is they're like the internet of things in biology. They convey information. For instance, if you're a child and you get measles, you're getting information downloaded, you know, and even though you might get a rash or whatever, uh, it's, it's not just about making you immune to measles. You're getting informational fields that are not only going to make you healthier biologically, but it's going to expand your awareness at a certain part of your life that's going to allow you to go to the next level. In new German medicine, we understand how certain biological events we think of as disease are triggered at levels of the psyche and proven with CAT scans how it, uh, you know, acts, uh, triggers certain parts of your brain that we can then, you know, see with a CAT scan and then uh, creates a corresponding body part to act out, maybe even grow something. But then when you know what's going on and you know how to handle it, like the people that I saw hundreds and hundreds of cases of cancer the folks that didn't go for the chemo most of the time just had no problem got better the ones who went for the chemo it became kind of a 50 50 but at least we had a better batting average than the folks that you know 
didn't have some integrative care at the same time. But the real uh, detriment is when you have foreign DNA spliced in, then it uh, starts usurping the DNA that's of a human variety. And this lower animal and insect DNA does not have the ability to focus in on those same bandwidths of perception. So it's literally, and believe it or not, um, in certain circles, they know exactly what they're doing. They're cutting us off from spirit, cutting us off from our ability to perceive into those bandwidths and be part of the planetary and solar expansion that is just a natural progression of all of life and what we're supposed to be Ex, uh, you know, exploring and experiencing right now. Walter Russell, when you understand what he was teaching, um, he explained uh, that we should right now be in the age of transmutation. Huge, wonderful discussion. And when people get into those concepts, you would not be afraid of a thing ever again. But here's the deal. We have a choice. We're all individuals. We have free will. And it doesn't mean that you have to go along for the ride. You know, you don't have to choose the e-ticket. You can stay and, you know, still muck it around and go through drama and maybe, you know, be taken out of embodiment and have to go around in similar schoolrooms. The choice is ours. And, you know, when you see societally, we have this great polarization where it seems like some people are just more asleep than ever. And I never thought I'd see behavior that I'm witnessing right now. I mean, it's just, and you can't have a discussion. And I don't hate on these people or, you know, I mean, I, I really feel compassionate for them, but they are part of the problem. You know, the ones that are just going along and doing what they're told because they're the ones that make it possible for the controllers to really harass everybody. But they're making their choice. But just like, you know, in the martial arts, you know, when you're training, and I know you've had some adventures training with real live, uh, you know, badasses, um, you know, when you're sparring or training with those guys, you aren't with them because they make it easy on you. They really test you. So, uh, you know, this polarization, yeah, number one, we're making a choice, you know, what side of history do you want to be on and are you ready to move on? And also when you're provided with the resistance of these people that might even be trying to throw you in jail or at least ridicule you in public for having a discussion like we're having, um, you know, uh, we don't have to be affected by that. But more than anything, and I know this is the line in the sand for a lot of people I know, if it ever came to force injections, it ain't going to happen. That's the line in the sand. It's not going to happen. And so if they push it that far, there's going to be more than a civil war, much more. And they won't get away with it. And I know they think they can do it. And I know a lot of people that would rush to the nearest hospital to get the vaccine and, oh, God, I'm not going to die. Thank you. Um, but if you understand that not only will that harm you biologically and might even kill you, but it will cut you off from spirit. And we're here. It's a journey of the soul. We choose to incarnate into the simulation because we have an intense experience that gives us rapid expansion on the soul level that wouldn't be possible in any other experience. And that's why the old saying, where angels fear to tread, that's where that comes from. So we're, you know, pretty ballsy to be here in the first place. It was our choice. 
And if it gets a little tough and you've got some uh, stupidos out there that, you know, are going with the program, well, you know, again, that's, that's resistance. You use it. Uh, don't get discouraged. Don't get pissed off. Stay out of the way. Let them make their choice. But then, you know, we're all going to have to make that line in sand. Where's your line? You know, are you going to let them go that far to where you're literally cut off from spirit and you allow somebody to usurp your free will? You know, that's our free will is what makes us self-individualized spiritual entities. And back when Samuel Hahnemann was, um, you know, understanding principles of homeopathy and introducing homeopathy to the world, actually he didn't, it, it, that was going on in the times of the Greeks and Hippocrates. And by the way, Hippocrates is the first guy that went on record that said you treat the body, not a microbe or not the disease. So, you know, this stuff goes way back. But, um, uh, you know, we're, we're here to make that choice right now. And, and that's where we're at. There's much, much more at stake and people really need to realize that. And a lot of people do realize it. So um, it's, it's the best of times. I wouldn't miss this for anything in the world. And, you know, the, and, you know you're a, a warrior spirit yourself. So, you know, when you get a test and, you know, the way we're being tested very severely right now, it's like, okay, well, bring it on. This is, this is why I'm here. You know, can I handle it or not? And if we're here, you can handle it. Otherwise, we wouldn't put ourselves here in the first place. Wow. Well, that was amazing and, and incredibly well said. Like, you know, you and I have had private discussions. We've had a few shows um, together. And I can't say enough about uh, your integrity, your work, your knowledge, uh, your experience. And again, you, you shared some with the audience today, but, but not all. So you're definitely an authority in understanding just, you know, medicine, healing, um, immunity, and also, you know, world events and how things actually work, you know, and, and unfortunately for people, we'd say, you know, we say, talk about waking up, right? Well, some waking up for me, you know, like I, I didn't have that experience. I just was always thinking like this. And so I only realized that when people would ask me on, on podcasts, what your awakening experience was, but what I did have was this compounding effect of, I couldn't believe how bad it could be. I couldn't believe that they would put systems in place that would harm people. I just couldn't believe it. And that's part of that waking up process is saying, hey, maybe what we believe to be true and good is not true and good. And, you know, you got into it a little bit with the language and the frequency. And, you know, I think about the Tower of Babel and, and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, shoot, how deep does this rabbit hole go? Because um, knowledge is power. You know, and if you have a little bit more knowledge and you implement that on people, it's, it's amazing what it can do. And we're seeing now how easy mass manipulation was because I wanted to know how people went to war. You know, why did people follow Hitler? Uh, why did all, why have we had World War One and Two? But you're looking at this now, how easy is it get to get to people to be afraid, to not touch their neighbor, to not go outside, to not question, you know, what's happening to, um, you know, just easily fall in line and say, hey, sign me up for that injection. And, you know, if I see you going outside, well, you're going to know about it because I have all this fear around it. And um, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, like you said, it's interesting times. And I'm curious, uh, I just want to ask you one more thing. Um, what do you recommend people kind of keep their eyes out for? Um, like, how would you recommend people kind of like prepare and just keep their eyes out for? And I'd highly recommend people check out your, your channel and, and that what you just uh, shared about viruses, you go deep, you know, in, into the, 
the science of it and, and to medicine and just understanding a little bit more. It's about two hours. So if people want to kind of educate on that. You also mentioned some other doctors. I think, um, I think it's uh, something Kaufman. Um, is that one of them? One of the Andrew other Kaufman. Um, yeah, we've uh, been communicating through some of our channels on our, you know, we have little private chats, uh, chat groups and things. Um, I, 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 there's a lot of names. I'm kind of hesitant to mention a lot of them, you know, without their permission, but, uh, Andrew's got himself out there big time. And, uh, you know, he's saying the same thing that we're saying, Dr. Uh, Thomas Cohen and, uh, from San Francisco, he's great. He's got a background in anthroposophical medicine too. And he's saying the same exact thing. Uh, this, this is not, you know, my bright ideas, uh, you know, or, or any knack of genius or anything. I'm just old enough where I've been around the block a few times and happen to have experiences that validated things. And, you know, that old saying, when you're ready, the teacher appears. We're all on the same path in varying degrees. And uh, early on, for whatever reason, I had a lot of really interesting people take me under their wing that gave me some unique experiences, some things uh, that were happening, uh, you know, when they're <laughs> occurring, I could scarcely believe them, you know, things that would really bend your noodle. But, um, you know, I, in hindsight now, I look back and I say, okay, those folks were, you know, just there to give me a little, you know, swat at the back of my head when it was time for me to, you know, come out of the illusion the next level. And, uh, but we're all there, you know, and, you know, you've had unique experiences too. And it's not by coincidence, you're just ready to be exposed to certain things and you put yourself out there. And, you know, when you put an order into the universe, the universe will answer. That's how powerful we are. You know, the universe, and I use universe as a generic term, so I don't offend any uh, belief system or religion, but you know, when you put that out there, you're taking at your word. And, um, you know, you, you mentioned something else that I just wanted to make the final comment on, you know, you're saying, well, why is there war and everything? Well, what's chemo? Chemo is chemical warfare. Um, inoculations, when you understand what they're injecting in you, it's making war on your body. All the medical processes that antibiotics, they kill life. So these microbes, for instance, that are our little recyclers, and if you understood the cancer mechanism, uh, when the body uh, starts growing cells for a reason too much to get into now that would seem ludicrous to most people that know people that died from cancer, well, we can explain all that, but those things used to come and go readily without even people knowing them. Well, they used to go because these microbes, when the biological process did what it was intended to do to help you get healthier, then the microbes that were recruited on day one at the scene, they would secrete enzymes and things and digest the tumor, okay? And then you never even know it and, and it would go away and it would do things uh, at the level of your psyche as well as in your biology. Now, you know, we have inordinate use of uh, antibiotics killing all these populations. So now you have these biological processes like a growth and now there's nobody, you know, I'm simplifying and there's other reasons, but now you don't have those recyclers to get rid of the tissue and it's no longer serving a purpose and then they just start growing unimpeded. So everything we do in the name of medicine is making war on ourselves. Now we have the power, we outnumber all these people we like to blame, you know, the give them any name you want. And we will not see world peace 
until we come to a level of self-awareness and stop making war on ourselves. When we stop making war on ourselves, that will outpicture into the world as peace in the world. So here we are, we're attacking our own selves and all the thoughts that we project at ourselves and at each other, just these judgments and horrible things that, you know, there's a reason why we can't, why we aren't telepathic. It's because we'll become telepathic when we no longer have anything to hide. You know, when I can look at you and I say, hey, come on in. I don't care if you see every thought that's going through my head as a planet. We won't even need to speak anymore. We'll be telepathic. So, you know, we've all got these judgmental things that we're crucifying each other with all day long. You know, I had a, a guy I, uh, you know, kind of got to know a little bit. His name was Daniel Brinkley. He, they made a movie about him. And one of those interesting guys I met along the way, and he had some near-death experiences. Long story short, on the other side, uh, you know, he, 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 he had to do a little life review and then actually had to come back, you know, and, and that's the, the, the substance of the movie in his book. And on the other side, you know, uh, he said, you know, once you do a life review and you see what your thoughts do to yourself and other people, just little subtle judgments, he says, you'll never even... You won't even have to be disciplined. You just won't do it anymore because you have to live every thought that you put out, let alone actions that have harmed other people in any way, no matter how subtle. You have to now feel everything you've ever put out. So when we stop making war in all the ways that we do, then we'll see world peace. And right now, the expansion of consciousness that's happening that we have a choice to participate in, that's where we're all going. You know, we won't, we won't, uh, harm a fly, you know, with the consciousness that is now coming in on a planet. But that doesn't mean you're a pussy either. It also means you have to draw your line in the sand, use your will force for what it was intended, and say no. And as far as CP19, all I can say to everybody is just say no because it's that simple. And the more people that put their foot down, then they won't have any power. We take it away from them at that moment. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Dr. Bear, thank you so much. Uh, I really, I really appreciate that. And um, yeah, everything that you shared is very important and people can start to look up other information. Like you said, you're not making this up. You're not coming out of thin air. You know, you've got 40 years of research in this field. Um, you were telling me a, a private story about helping people. You can't even say the words correctly so, or, or in a certain sequence but if you have cancer maybe there's a way that you can uh, get better from that and you were kind of doing things like that on a repeated basis uh, but keeping quiet because you understand how things work and and other people weren't and they experienced a terrible result and so there are there are things at play here that are really deep and your work is um you know you've been in it for a long time and you're not the only one and you can, you know, you're fine with it. You said, do your own research, you know, look at some of these other doctors, what they're saying. Um, if you want to be careful about going out in public and social distancing, no problem. But look at all the other things too. You know, I'm not going around trying to breathe in everyone's face, you know what I mean? But I'd like to go outside. I'd like to run. I'm personally not afraid because I trust my immune system. And do they have me with some fear stuff? Like I could give it to my dad whose immune system isn't great. Yeah, of course I'm afraid of that. So, you know, I'll be mindful and, you know, and, and what I can do, but I'm also going to keep doing research and I'm going to look at some of the other things that I know 
you know, are happening. Okay, look, we're getting pretty close to martial law. They're talking about taking away some uh, liberties here. They're talking about forced vaccination now. They're leveling up pretty fast. And that's scary. That's real and that's scary. And that's for sure. That's not, you know, the, like you said, the boogeyman and Dr. Shiva uses that same thing, like the boogeyman and saying it's this thing, but, and he has a whole hour on it. And I know you have a whole hour on it about how it's spread and things like that, that people can really kind of wrap their mind around on. It's not as, it's not kind of what they're saying it is. So um, that's a whole another rabbit hole. All I'll say is continue down this rabbit hole, you know, start, keep your eyes open, look at both sides. Um, try not to live in fear if you can. Um, be compassionate to people with different views. Allow them to be afraid. Allow them to, you know, be 1984, like my, one of my friends I saw the post today and I was like, oh no, you know, report your friends who are social distancing. Allow that to be and be compassionate towards them. Um, and, and if we can, use this as a tool to better ourselves, to be aware of what's happening, to come closer together as a global community, to realize that all lives matter, you know, and, and use this as an opportunity to make a huge evolutionary leap. We can come out on the other side much better for it. Like you said, it might be a little bit of a rough ride for a bit, but, uh, you know, keep your eyes open, keep the faith. You are connected to God's spirit in the universe. So if stuff gets dark, you know, find your own connection, find your own way. You're a beautiful, magnificent, powerful being. And yes, it's frightening and, uh, you know, courageous. There's a quote that I like to, it's from like a Navy SEAL or it could have been from a ninja movie I watched as a kid who friggin' knows, uh, but, uh, you know, it's something along the lines of like, you know, courageous people, they feel fear just the same way, but they do the courageous thing. And I'm reminded of another quote where um, it's something along the lines, when I say it, you might know it, but uh, evil people are only able to rule when good people do nothing. You know what I'm talking about? Know that one? Yeah, but I don't Burke. know. I, what's the proper quote with that? Did I say it right? You got it close. I don't think I'd do any better, but you got the gist of it perfect. Uh, was it? I, 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 uh, is Edmund Burke? Uh, nah, that's not right. But I think the last name is Burke. But anyway, yeah, somebody said that. <laughs> yeah, it's something along those lines. And I think that's what we're dealing with now. You know what I mean? Where's mm -hmm. your line in the sand? You know what I mean? I'm, I'm okay mm -hmm. if you guys want to be afraid. I'm okay, you know, to a very limited degree of like social distancing. Yeah, although it's still, you know, I'm like, okay, fine. Um, but if you're going to come in and take social liberties away, that's something that we need to really look at as a collective and what precedent they're setting to establish something like this and say, we just, we just oblige and it's okay. You know what? I don't. And I've already actually lost one friend and I'm sure I'll lose a couple more for, for our points of view. And it's not through, I'm saying you're wrong. It's saying like, I'm going to believe a different way and, and uh, I'm not going to harm you, but like, you know, maybe we're on two ends of a spectrum here and, and I wish you all the best. And if I, and if I receive news, that's the whole thing. I'm okay with being wrong. You know, if I receive good data, I can then make a new opinion. You know, I'm, I'm not opposed to that. I'm looking for both sides. I'm not just trying to pad the one way. Um, I'm looking for both ends of the spectrum to figure out what's going on here. How can I get through this? Um, and how can I help others and, and put out empowering information? So um, I definitely invite people to check out the work that you're doing because you're continuing um, doing it. You're doing amazing work. I'm sure we're going to see more of you on this show and other shows. So thank you for that. And, and maybe even getting panels of some of those people because more are coming out because it's, they ha we have to, we have to have the other side because if we only have one side and it might not be as correct as we want, you know, what we want is the truth, you know, 
if this thing is the craziest killer of all time, we want to know that. Um, but what, what's reasonable uh, uh, weights and measures, you know, for what's actually happening and what are, what is going on behind the scenes. So I'm just rambling, man. I'm just, Dr. Bear, I love you. I appreciate you. Is there anything else you want to say? Where can people find more? No, about hey, <laughs> I love you too. And uh, you're the man. I mean, you've been doing amazing things and providing a wonderful service for a lot of people. So thank you. And it's always an honor to be here with you. Yeah, I appreciate you. I feel the exact same way. So check out uh, Alpha Vedic. They have a channel. Um, Dr. Bear just did a two-hour presentation on uh, what? What's it called? On the what's what's that presentation? Oh, contagions. Called? Yeah, just so you can uh, understand the, contagions and, yeah. and that. And and other people are doing presentations as well. So you know, educate yourself. Go out there. Be kind. Um, take care of your body. You know, exercise. Right nutrition. Mindset. Uh, happiness, decreased stress, all of those are immune boosters if you're afraid, right? And, you know, you've seen people and, and you've helped them overcome cancer and all kinds of stuff. So if you've helped people overcome that, you obviously know that overcoming this is a very real and very likely possibility. And so people need to remember that, that they do have the power to heal themselves and they can find great treatment um, on that. Maybe, I don't know if you would want to do that, but uh, maybe like a video on, uh, you know, what you can do. I've seen some other alternatives. Uh, what's that word? Something Ben Tendramine. I'm saying it terribly. Have you seen that, that those doctors coming out saying like, but uh, yeah. oh, uh, hydroxychloroquine. I'm not saying it right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, that's a quinine derivative for malaria and uh, nasty side effects. And also it's uh, used on the premise that you're trying to kill a virus in the first place. And I, you know, ah, I think we kind of, I'd let you know how I stand on that. And there's some other things. In fact, uh, Dr. Kaufman shared with me uh, just yesterday about what's going on with that drug let's just say i wouldn't give it to my dog and if you aren't afraid of the cv19 in the first place then why would you take it and then if you understood you know everything we talked about so yeah that that's a mixed bag and and again they like to put out a lot of false narratives to keep the debate in the wrong arena rather than just really getting to the root of what's going on they do that with everything and I'm not saying all the guys that are into that, um, you know, are, are sinister and, and mean, uh, you know, harm to people, but not a good idea. And what I tell people, if you really want to take quinine, go to the store and get some quinine water. You know, the British used to take that in the battle. They take uh, limes for scurvy and they take quinine because they knew that kept them healthy. And it does keep you healthy in certain ways but not the drug. And there's even a nice agave, agave sweetened uh, one out there. So you don't have to get the commercial one and a little quinine, you know, actually has some beneficial, uh, beneficial consequences. So, uh, but you know, if, if you're really, you know, bent on that, do that. Don't take the drug. Right. Yeah. And I think, I think too, you know, kind of go down the rabbit hole again, but just the, the natural immunity <laughs> first, you know, yeah. and I, I had, you know, Dr. Shiva put out some really just basic things, you know, and you were on here with Dr. E and, and even just having, uh, uh, Dr. Nagula on, he, he's a doctor, proper medical doctor, got cancer and he healed himself through diet, exercise, decreased stress, 
that's it. You know, that's it. That's his story. Now you got to go through a personal journey to get there, but I've heard that time and time and time again. So if he's able to do that with something like cancer, you're going to be able to do it with this, um, you know, and remember that and believe in yourself. And I think we'd said too, you know, if this is the thing that takes me out, I never had control over that. Right. I, I'm not going to go around and be dumb about it, um, but I do have faith in my immunity in my life. And I also know that there is a greater thing out there that has a time limit. You know, my life does have a time limit. So we're just going to keep going forever. I'm going to let you go. I know you got a beautiful garden out there you can get to, uh, but thank you for your time. Uh, make sure to check out Dr. Bear's work. Do your own research. Let us know what you think. Um, but Dr. Bear's putting out some awesome info. And if you have any guest suggestions, any info, please put in the comments. Let us know because we're trying to empower you. So. Uh, Dr. Bear, thanks once again. Look forward to chatting soon. Hey guys, I hope that you enjoyed that episode of the show. If you do want to support getting the word out there, please share this. Leave a review in iTunes. Go to mattbailier.com. Sign up for the email list. You can also become a patron if you go to patreon.com forward slash mattbailier or join the Mastermind Body and Spirit Academy. And when you do, you'll get access to the amazing Soul Compass course. I would love to have you there getting your feedback your questions and just making the academy the exclusive content the course even better with your feedback and during this time we're doing a pay as you want so just hit me up matt belair or matt at zenathlete.com or dm me on instagram or anywhere and let me know what you can afford um, and happy to get that course and have you in the academy and it also supports the show so i can keep doing these and uh, bringing you the best guests and information possible so thank you so much for listening to this i hope that you are well safe and happy happy and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode.